0: This week on Kettle of Fish, actor Jasper Cole stops by to talk about purges, politics, and playing the bad guy.
1: Welcome to our after show. We call Kettle of Fish the no politics laughter show. It's time for Kettle of Fish. No debates, hate, or arguments allowed on Kettle of Fish. It's like a Willy us like a delicacy trip. So hooray for Kettle of Fish. All righty. Welcome to Kettle of Fish. The show after the show. The talk after the talk. The 20-minute comedy money shot after the two hours of political foreplay. We've got D here, of course. Fern here, as usual. And Dwayne, all I had to do was say um, – um,
2: yes, Dwayne? You gave, you gave Fern third billing. I'm not talking. All right, fair enough. <laughs> if, if I knew no. that's all I had
1: to do to shut you up, I would have started doing that. <laughs> hate-
2: did you re-record that, dude? Because it sounds so much clearer. And I my head's going back and forth. Hooray for And my hands are up. Literally, I'm literally dancing in my seat to that song. I don't think they so did. Much,
0: no. I don't, I don't. Well,
2: let's bring you back down to earth. Trump's a racist. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> no, you know what? I got a new internet girlfriend, and you said Hillary is is repulsive. I, I I'm happy. Nothing can bring me down today.
1: Alrighty, fair enough, and you know, you usually don't chime in on Kettle of Fish, you usually go out and ride your bike, but um, I said, hey, you know, Jasper was on an episode of Married with Children, and before I could complete my sentence, you're like, I'm there! Yes, yes, yes. All right, fair enough. Okay, on today, Jasper Cole, he's been in The Purge, he's been in MacGruber, he's been in dozens of movies, and he has a political podcast that I enjoy called One on One. Jasper Cole, are you with us? Hey buddy, how are you? I am doing great. I have so much quite, to talk to you about. Oh yeah, thank you. People seem to dig our little jingle. It's like a commercial. I like
3: your I like the theme song.
1: Everybody likes the theme song. It's the only thing we can agree on around here.
2: It puts me in my happy place.
1: <laughs> yes. Nothing puts Dwayne in his happy place like boobs, bacon, and our theme song. Wow. And brand very, muffins. Very,
2: very
0: brand
3: crazy.
2: muffins.
1: And brand, wow. brand Muffin.
3: So you, yes. you have high cholesterol, but you're regular. That's good.
2: Yes. Yes. Well, I would say, if you call going four times a day regular, well, then yeah, but I don't think it is. In between bleach baths, right, Dwayne? Yes, wow. very much. I'm not going to say don't. much this episode because I don't watch a whole lot of TV and movies, but I want to say I loved you and Married with Children. You were the guy in the diner right at the very end where Kelly comes over and takes your ticket.
3: Yes, exactly. Yeah, Our, that was uh, a... <laughs> <laughs> no, that was that was you know at that time that show was so controversial it was really a, a great for me to even get on it cuz I hadn't been acting that long and uh <clears throat> it was the same around the same time they had gotten all this controversy about the period episode about the yes. women having their periods on the same time so there yes. was all this press coverage and you know what was I like 25 or 26 I don't know but um but yeah it was you know it's one of those iconic shows that looking back you go oh wow it's a time you don't always appreciate that's part that's part of the problem you know it's we don't appreciate the journey until we're old and we look back and go, damn, I could have really had fun there. But you well, know. I was about ready
2: to go off on IMDb because Nick said you'd been on there. And I, I'm a big fan of the married with children. I have all 11 seasons and I've watched the seasons over and over every year. I watch them at least. And I'm like, I don't see this guy. I don't see this guy. I'm not saying you were lying. but <laughs> thought Mar- IMDb put on the wrong episode number. So I watched oh. it again this morning before the show and I saw you my, like, yep, there it is. I even posted a screenshot on our uh, kettle of fish page. So I, I loved your work in the show. Just let me put it that way. <laughs> wow,
3: well, thank you. High well, IMD, IMDb is like IMDb is a whole other dinosaur. There's stuff I look on IMDb sometimes. And I'm like, God, really? Oh, why? Oh, right. Yeah, I did do that. But um, you know, that's a there's a big controversy. IMDb finally. I, I don't know if you saw in the news. You can't put their birth dates anymore. Yes. actors. Yes. That was a big thing. That I mean, hell, for me. See, as I get older, I work more, so I'm actually trying to age up. So it's, you know, you can put me at 65. That's fine. I don't care. Sweet. And Nick,
2: I apologize for hijacking the show is yours. I just wanted to get that out because I am such a married with children fan. Thank you. I for would me, expect no moment.
1: less of you as soon as we said. Married with Children,
2: <laughs> Thank <laughs> you for letting you have my moment. And thank you, Jasper. I'll be just be listening in and enjoying your interview. Thank you. And so much. I
1: say something that pisses you off. Yeah. Or makes me happy. Oh. Or makes you happy. It's a double-edged sword with you, Badger. All right, let's dig right in here, Jasper. Um, I've seen you in a variety of roles. I saw you last season on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I said, I love this guy. I've seen him on so much. Got to get him on. Booked you. Looked up your IMDb. It reads like the fucking Renaissance. I mean, your body of work is incredible. But I didn't know you had No problem. I didn't know you had a political talk show. I listen to one on one. I don't know what to expect. Right. Because you're always playing the villain and a bad boy and someone who's usually unhinged. <laughs> and then I'm listening to you and I'm like, this guy is like the most fucking down to earth, reasonable person on the planet. And well, it just shattered. You. Yeah. Any kind of misconception I had going in. With you being so-called the Hollywood bad boy and known for more mm-hmm. villainous roles, do you have a problem with people kind of separating Jasper Cole, Hollywood bad boy, and Jasper Cole, who's just like, might be off on the weekend and just chilling?
3: Oh, well, thank you. You know, that that's, um, I appreciate you recognizing that. That's actually why I started doing the radio show to start with. I, I, I had been a guest on the show about, when I was promoting MacGruber like five years ago, or six years ago, um... And Tony Sweet, it was on there with Tony Sweet. And he said to me afterwards, you know, you're really, you're nothing like the characters you play. And I said, yeah, I'm really not, you know, I'd love for people to see that. So really the reason I started doing the show was just to, cause I love comedy, you know, I don't get to play, even in a comedy, I'm the bad guy, but yeah. um, I, I like to show my real personality. And basically my first show on the set with Jeff Cole was all entertainment you know, just strictly entertainment. the the newer show, the one we just did this last year, one on one, I did branch out. I wanted to have more uh, political, more sports, more more than just entertainment. However, I don't know if you guys see find this, but in terms of ratings, every time I you know I do some great political guests. it it still would be the ratings would still come when i'd have the reality show person on you know or the 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 entertainment you're
1: way ahead of me i wanted to talk about that because we you know we do the ignorance equation which by the way i have to have you on i want to wax political with you sometime but we have our ignorance equation show and kettle of fish and musical Osmosis, which our music show is always doing so much better than the politics and that's a real problem in this country how tuned out people are right
3: yeah, how tune down, and also how we just, uh, as a culture, and I'm I'm guilty. Listen, I, one other thing about me, a dichotomy is I'm addicted to really trashy, bad reality television. So a lot of people find it funny that I they don't for some reason don't know they don't expect me to like the Real Housewives of New Jersey, but I'm I'm guilty of you know being part of that cultural thing where a lot of people are just enamored with celebrity, quote unquote, or. Hollywood, you know, more so than getting into the issues. But I think there can be a balance. But I just, like you said, I was just always astounded that, you know, I could have Jamal Simmons from CNN on or, you know, Cheryl Dorsey, a retired, you know, police sergeant at LAPD talking about police brutality. And we would, you know, we'd hear from iHeart later or for iTunes like, "Mm, you did okay. But wow, you know, the girl from Love and Hip Hop really knocked it out of the park
1: people just want to tune out though like i said earlier they just want to come home from their hectic jobs and all their worries and just be numb it seems like and wow. not really burn a lean muscle tissue to dig into all this garbage
3: and you kind of see that with the current election regardless of wh- what side you're on you know i think um i i do believe the media has 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 now bought into that same thing i think I have a an opinion that I believe in a lot of ways the media helped create Donald Trump's campaign and his nomination.
1: Absolutely.
3: Um, I've I've been on a Donald free like I don't for the last two months now. I mute and turn the channel. I've been waiting for till the no wonder you sound so relaxed. (laughs) (laughs) But you know it's to the point where it's so irritating. It's like I mean Hillary's not perfect. Let's be honest. I mean she's got her problems. And I know she, maybe the media feels like because she's been in the so long in the press, they feel like they've already, you know, elevated her and interviewed her. But you can't turn Tap on a show thing. now. Well, exactly, you can't turn on a show now. Everything is Trump. It's it. It's I can just wake up Trump in the morning.
1: Fatigue. I get it myself.
3: Well, yeah. I mean, I just I don't know. I'm just I'm astounded to be honest. It's 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 frightening. Um, I don't, I I just don't know where the disconnect is. To me, this is like we're watching an Olympic, you know, competition, and you've got like, you know, Mary Lou Retton up against I don't know Stevie Wonder or something. It's just the, the the it's so obvious to me who's the more qualified candidate. But again, you know, a lot of people hate her so much, and I think it goes back to people didn't some people didn't like Bill, and they just have a problem with her lying or not lying, but. <clears throat> for me it just seems so obvious that it's embarrassing but i'm i'm trying to you know i'm trying to let people uh the whole we will agree to disagree i used to be okay with we will we'll agree to disagree but trump has been so racist so sexist so misogynist i mean I, I, it's hard for me to see people that i know and respect and i know they're really intelligent people and i know, I know they're not racist but my question I pose all the time on my show is, and I'll ask you guys, can you support someone like Donald Trump but not call yourself a racist, a sexist, a misogynist?
1: Well, I don't support sure. Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton, and that seems to be the big debate in this country right now. We were just talking about it on Ignorance Equation. Is mm. There's the Sarah Silverman type mentality. If you vote third party, you're actually voting for Trump, so you're actually doing a disservice – to your Mm -hmm. cause or your political affiliation, however you want to label it, and then there's the people who fall more on the Lee Camp side that I'm on, that you have a duty to vote third party, you have to vote your conscience, and because the argument's always going to be, well, you know, next time third party, this is the most important election ever, next time third party, but that next time never seems to come.
3: Right. Well, no, I'm not one of those people. I agree. I don't think. I think the the whole point of being having the right to quote vote is you vote for who you want to vote for. I I there was a guy on Bill Maher this weekend who was um, a Republican who was saying, well, he's likewise, he's not voting. He didn't say who he's voting for, but it, one of the third part, party. And but then there's this thing. He goes, well, I'm not. I'm in California, so it really doesn't matter. You know, I, he's saying he's not in a swing state. It's not a state that's going to make or break the election so then there's that whole thing it's like well but and he said but if i were in a state that it was going to make a difference i would vote for hillary or you could have someone say vice versa i would vote for trump that i don't i have a problem with that a little bit because it's like either like you said either i'm probably going to vote third party and stand by it i don't need you to qualify it with well if it's not a swing state i probably would vote differently it's like well then you're not really being true to what you're saying
1: Yeah. I mean, it's very convoluted. Um, I don't want to go too far down the political rabbit hole. So let me shift gears here real quick, because I do have a great amount of respect for people in your position who have the guts to go out there, kind of lay it on the line and talk politics. And I ask this to every entertainer that does, goes out there and speaks, you know, truth to power, however you want to phrase it, speaks to their politics, has a forum for it, opens up debate. Do you feel like when you're in a position of power, you have a certain amount of recognition, you have a certain amount of power, you can do things the average Joe couldn't do and kind of get focused on you and your ideas? Do you feel like when you're in that position, you have a responsibility to the public to speak to your ideas and get information out there or is it fine just to clam up and be a mystery an enigma to people nobody knows where you stand on anything is that fine or do you think you kind of have a responsibility to do what you do well
3: i think i think it's both i for me it's just not it's not fine for me that's just not my personality it's not my nature i i, I would i would be feeling inauthentic however i i, do, I don't judge another say entertainer or actor or per, public person, if they don't want to speak out, I I just either speak the truth, like speak, be authentic, or just shut the fuck up. Like, don't, don't, don't just try to put shit out there that's not real about, about how you feel. Like, either be honest with your fans and the public, or just keep it to yourself. You know what I mean? It's like, because some actors, they live a lie, they sort of, you know, I know some people that are closeted Republican actors that pretend to be Democrats, just because they're afraid in Hollywood they're not gonna get work, if I mean, I respect people so much more. I may disagree with their politics, but I mean, as crazy ass as someone like an Ann Coulter is, and I think she's batshit crazy. However, oh, yeah. <laughs> I admire her <laughs> I admire her ability to Put herself out there and walk in these arenas and, and, you know, some people will say whether this is really how she believes or not. Whatever character she's playing, I, I admire those people that just stick to their beliefs even if I don't agree with them.
1: Does it piss you off when people say, and I've heard this argument quite a lot, like Leonardo DiCaprio has no right being out here for causes, just shut up and act, or um, Tim Robbins and Susan Sarandon, I don't want to hear your political opinion. Dwayne will even say it, hearing political opinions ruins the work for me, ruins the movie or the TV show, does it kind of piss you off when people say okay. you don't have a right to speak out publicly, just dance no, you- monkey, dance, entertain me?
2: Just to say, Nick, just to say, uh, Jasper, you have now ruined Married with Children with me forever
1: and ever after talking yeah, about you know. Dwayne's a fervent Trump supporter.
2: It, it, it's done now. I'm going to have to burn my uh, hard drive because of those comments. No, I'm, just... <laughs> I'm surprised no, wait, you stay Dwayne. quiet so long.
3: Dwayne, you're a, you're a Trump supporter. Is that right? Yes,
2: I am. Okay. That's fine. Yes, I am. Um...
3: But that's fine um do, do i does it bother me no i mean i'm being okay i'm being a little I'd be hypocritical if i didn't say um, like when Susan Sarandon was like really pissed at the democratic convention and she sat there pouting because of Bernie, I wanted to say, bitch, this is not the place you know you, you know where you're at go home or or go speak on your own in some interview, but i didn't like her sitting there pulling focus. From the convention because she was pouting that bernie's not the nominee um she seems to be lucky she's still working at her age because she's one of the few people that still does she's not a great let me say did, did she do anything nice after
2: did she do anything after bull Durham? because that's the last and only movie i know her from
0: <laughs> well uh, oh, the, the dick in the
2: box videos with uh, justin <laughs> timberlake
3: <laughs> well are you are you are you discarding tammy with melissa McCarthy? <laughs> oh, no. play her mother. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Never saw it. Oh, I, not, okay,
2: last thing I remember her dick in a box with Justin Timberlake and Lonely Island. That's the last thing I ever seen her work in.
3: <laughs> well, I'm one of these people. I'm not here to bash celebrities. But when when I know firsthand stories of I'm at, here's the guys, I'm at the age now, I'm just tired of these celebrities who who are b- assholes and they, people don't know it. Susan random is not scenic, a nice person. Scenic,
2: scenic. I say that all the time. You say, oh, no, most celebrities are okay. Thank you, Jasper, for validating. Hey, I've every validating interaction uh, we've
1: now. had with celebrities on this show, and you can speak to it, William Sanderson, well, is yeah. the nicest guy, Sean, um, Whalen, all these people come on here are the coolest, most chilled people ever.
2: But you how many of how many celebrities? I have not been validated on two shows. I'm being quiet from now on because my validation is, Please. That doesn't
1: validate you in my mind. I haven't ran across any assholes yet, personally.
3: Well, well, no, that's it's great. And I'm, the, the thing about Susan Srandon is like you know, eventually people's true self comes out. She's just got a horrible reputation um, in 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 working with her, and and so when you see her, so it doesn't surprise me that she would act so bitter at the the convention. So that's all. I mean, I'm just going to put that out there. I don't bash people that I don't know. Uh, proof about how they behave I mean Faye Dunaway was my neighbor for 15 years So don't get me started on that crazy bitch But anyway um, <laughs>
2: but enough well, this, about this show
1: things. has it all for It has politics and it has a little bit of TMZ Man this show is going to explode We're going viral baby
2: <laughs> But of course I, I, I love the say, Hollywood Insider behind the scenes I love this kind of gossip The way is in heaven today That's my guilty pleasure hearing stuff like this.
3: (laughs) I I always say, of course, they're welcome on my show anytime. And, of course, if I end up working with them on the set, then we'll be best friends. But let's just keep it real for now.
1: (laughs) All right. For now, we will. Hey, let me ask you another question. I'm shifting gears once again because I want to dig into your IMDb here. You have over 100 different TV show and movie credits. uh, Credits, rather. And... Does When I'm looking at this, I'm thinking, and just like you kind of alluded to earlier, wow, I forgot I was in that, does it all become a blur to you because you're constantly working on the next thing, you're constantly looking forward, and you don't even really have the downtime to process it all? Or do you take like a Jasper Cole day, <laughs> put on your pajamas and sit around and watch your many roles to kind of catch up? And oh, like, no. oh, yeah. That I, was
3: the me. The truth cool. is, in, I, I'm I'm, not, I'm going on 30. I'm going to have my 29th. Year in LA, but 31 years because I was in Atlanta for two years. You know, I look at it's sort of like in life when you look back on your life, it's like there's they're in 10 year increments, so it's sort of like 23 to 33, 33 to 43. You know what I mean? So it's it's sort of like when you look back during your high school years, you kind of you know you remember parts of it, and a lot of it blurs, and then you look back on the next 10 years. So obviously, I mean, I not. Brain dead. I mean, I remember doing it, but it's just you know when you're young as an actor, you're so we're constantly on this battle to work and get ahead. And like I said earlier, we don't enjoy the journey while we're on it. So looking back, what I have try to do now is really be fully engaged when I'm on the set or when I'm working because a lot of that time I I can if you name a credit of mine, what I do mostly is it reminds me okay where did I live you know, who was I dating? How fucked up was I at that time? You know, where were my parents? It, I just remember lifetime what was happening in life at that time. Um, so, but, and then also I'm grateful and I'm, and, and I do work a lot, but you know, there's, there are long gaps, but uh, I don't know if you know, but I own a management company. I own Newman Thomas management. So no, 12, I didn't know that. Yeah. For the last 12 years, I've actually managed actors. So I kind of have a, um a focus when it's not I always say if I'm not working I pimp out everyone else but um I have an amazing group of veteran actors that I represent and so and we produce together projects so it kind of when I started doing that 12 years ago I kind of got a whole new appreciation for the for acting and I'm not obsessed about it and I go on auditions now and I can let it go cuz I'm busy I've got like We've got to go get back and run the company. And I've been literally on sets working and, you know, a client gets an audition. I remember shooting the out in, the, in the, uh, New Mexico in the desert. And, you know, I get my cell phones in my pocket. It vibrates. I see that my client has an audition. So when they said cut, I've got to run over to the side, text him. Here's your information. <laughs> wow. Here's your information. You have an audition on Monday. Um, it kind of just took the focus off of me being an actor because, you know, we we have to fight constant self-involvement and narcissism as actors, um, I bet. because if, if you don't have a life, if you don't have something else to do, you're just kind of at the mercy of waiting for the phone to ring, and so it can be um, it can be all-consuming. So I'm grateful that I manage and I produce and I have the radio show. I have these other things that you know give me a little more than just um, obsessing about the audition I didn't get.
2: Do you, do you think, think you could manage me and get Nick to give me third billing instead of firm? Because this is an ongoing issue that we keep I know. having. Who,
1: here.
3: who did your <laughs> Who did your negotiations, dude?
1: Me. <laughs> That's why you're in such terrible shape, Dwayne. You self-negotiated. Yeah. Hey, let me go back wow. to um, when you were starting out, because I'm curious about this. When you're starting out and you have the career you have, like I said, the renaissance, hundreds of credits here. When you were first starting out, did you have like a long-term, like, this is where I want to be in 20 years, and you were working towards that end? Or was it just one audition at a time, one role at a time? And are you where you wanted to be when you started out? Would, would 25-year oh, wow. Jasper— be happy Great.
3: with Ask today. Well, yeah, it's funny you say that because what I came out to I, I I co-wrote a play in Atlanta with Becky Kennedy. We wrote a, a Southern spoof of a play, sort of like a TV talk show set in the South and comedy. It was all about comedy for me. I had done stand-up comedy in Atlanta, so we brought this play to LA. It ran for two years. I was twenty-three at the time. You know, we got. A lot of attention. Fox News Fox television had just started that uh, year with Married with Children and all these shows. And I I thought that this is how it always happens. You come to town, you have a play, you get all this attention. And so I was strictly on this comedy thing and that was going to be it. And then, you know, after two years, of course, the play ended. And then, of course, it's like now you're just an actor and I, I got a temp job. I worked for 4 years at Ogilvy and Mather advertising. I was the permanent temp at the front desk and I would work there and they would let me go on auditions and leave and basically use their mailroom for free to send out my pictures. And stuff. <laughs> but anyway, the point being I just sort of after that initial 2 year like play ended, I was now, you know, a journeyman actor and I had to like make a day job living. And then after about four years i started getting enough commercials and pilots to support myself and and so by that time i was just taking any job i could get i the problem with me was i wasn't a leading man and i wasn't a character actor i looked really young still when i was in my late 20s and so i would get sort of the nebulous college friend or this it just there was no uniqueness about me and it wasn't until I think I turned 40, to be honest, about 12 years ago. I mean, I made a conscious choice to create this look and this image because I was trying to think of something that could separate me from this pack of just sort of boring roles that were not going to. Let me interject
1: here, though, because you say create are you comfortable in your own skin with the long hair and the beard? Are you comfortable in that look or is it like, Oh, well, I'm just used to it now. Cause this is what I created. Is it still you in there or is it kind of <laughs> a facade on the outside?
3: Well, it's interesting, you know, it, it, I, I'm comfortable with it. it. It, it, it's, it's, it's part of my image now, but I do enjoy having time when I don't look like that. I mean, when I'm shaved or I shave or whatever, it's, um, but I think that the point is making is when you're asking me. I think I was destined to eventually be this bad guy character actor. I just, as I say to young actors, you don't really know where this career is going to take you. It's it's really about staying in the game and not taking yourself out of the game because eventually you will find your path. It it just may. I mean, people used to tell me when I was young, "Oh, Jasper, you're going to work all the time when you're older." Well, hell, it's like, well, I'd like to work now. I'm 20, yeah, right. You know? But um, but they were right. And so I'm so blessed to be typecast. I used to say it's taken me 20 years to to be on a list, just to be on any list. And so I'm very grateful for the TV and film typecasting. And really, theater is where actors can go and we can stretch and do other stuff. But um, I know what I'm going to play on TV and film, and I'm I'm grateful for it. I, I don't look at TV and film as a place to go and really – show great range as an actor for for myself because that's just not where the kind of roles i get
1: well we got a couple minutes left let me ask you this real quick are you more attracted to the role or are you attracted more to the overall project? In other words, if it's a stellar movie, you get the script and you're like, this is awesome, but I don't really connect with the character. Are you more gravitated towards that? Or if a movie's just like a little indie film and you're like, eh, this is kind of mediocre, but this character, man, I really understand this guy and I can really get into it. Which one has more weight for you as a actor and a creator?
3: Um, well, I would say ultimately it, I, I get, I get, Excited about those meaty roles. The problem today with those indie films is I've made a conscious decision now. I won't do these really low, ultra low budget, hundred dollar a day films oh. anymore. And for me, that's just my personal. I have no judgment, you know, against actors, but that's just a, a, a stand I've taken because I think we should be paid for what we're worth. So I do miss. So I'm I'm missing out on some of the meaty roles because I've chosen. I think my time is worth money and I should be paid. So I, I'm basically disappointed that I miss a lot of these great, like there's a great horror scripts that come to me, but you know, they want to pay a hundred dollars a day for six weeks of work. And I, I can, you know, like my day rate, my day rate alone is, you know, well, let it's just a lot more than that. So that's a whole other issue with the union and these contracts. So I, I always say I work for my pension and for my health plan. And that's, I look at it as a business. And so I'm working toward my pension and, and I, you know, we have to earn X amount of money every year to keep our health plan every year. And so it, I can't waste six weeks making hundred dollars a day when I could be doing a TV show, making thousands. Um, so unfortunately I'm missing out on roles. That's just the choice I made at this point in my career. But again, I don't judge any other actor that wants to still do those indie films because they're great parts. Yeah. Wait, yeah,
2: wait, wait, wait. Pension, pension, health plan. What? Oh my! Oh, never mind. I'm out of here. <laughs> I don't
3: even have those. <laughs> well, right, I mean, you know, it, it, no, it's go ahead, so much... Well, no, the the problem with the, the industry today, is, you guys know, all the big stars, movie stars, are now doing television. So former TV stars are bumped down to like guest stars and reoccurring. And those of us that were doing guest stars and reoccurring we're all being bumped down to the co-stars. So it's, it's a feast or famine kind of business right now where here's what it is. Take it or leave it. This, this is brutal. what we pay. This is what we pay. Take it or leave it. I don't care how much money you used to make or how much experience you have. So it's, it's a feast or famine kind of uh, business right now. And that's where we're all kind of, I mean, I go up to a sometimes and, you know, they're really well-known TV guys signing in for three lines. Because they just need to stay relevant, and they
1: need to well, they need to they need to make their health plan too. I is guess. that due to that's due to the reality TV because they don't have to pay those guys, and everybody's a star in Vimeo and Vine and YouTube. I mean, the competition is just of such that you do have to have these veterans come in and audition, right? Yeah, yeah, it's it's really it
3: also what happens when the big four corporations bought the studios uh, years back everything changed. I mean, that's when you can't get one line on a TV show without going to like at least one callback with a room full of producers. So every executive has to have an opinion. Now there was a time when, you know, I could get a call from a casting director on a show and say, Jasper, are you free next week? Can you come do a week on, you know, a show? And now it's like, you got to go into two auditions to get a reaction shot. So, Having said all that, I'm extremely grateful to still be in the game. I, I still enjoy showing up for these auditions, and uh, and I'm grateful to have the opportunity. It's just the reality is, I, I just want to be paid for my time when I work.
1: Totally understandable. Okay, I got to hit this last point because we got to get out of here. Watched MacGruber the other night. Hadn't seen it since it came out. Forgot what an just amazingly funny movie that is, and then this movie's got to be eight, ten years old, and then something clicked in my head. Why have we never heard Taco McGuber too? That seems like a no brainer.
3: Well, thank, well, first of all, thank you. Yeah, it, there was, there has been talk of it. Will Forte has talked about it before. Um, there was some talk a couple of years ago about it, and um, I don't know. You know, the movie didn't do what they thought, but it's gained a lot of cult. Uh, following on, you know, on DVD or yeah, whatever. they can
1: ride that wave for sure. Uh, yeah, the last time I talked
3: to Will, I said, "Well, can you can Zeke be you know can he be a zombie? Can he come back from the dead as a zombie or something?" So, um, but Will's so busy with his TV show um, that you know, I, I, I wouldn't count it out though. I think it's something. And the director Yorma Tacone, you know, he's part of the Lonely Island gang. Um, with Andy Sandberg so he's off busy doing that but I think I think it could happen down the line eventually
1: I really hope so Um, Dwayne Fern D I'm going to wrap this up but I feel like I've monopolized the conversation here you guys have anything you want to add before we head out the door
2: I just want to say at the beginning of the conversation, we talked about you know his looks, and then you brought it up later on. He looks like that big, mean, tough guy, but talking to him and listening here, he sounds like a little teddy bear. He sounds so
1: nice and sweet. <laughs> the Wayne's getting well, all kinds of celebrity crushes today, aren't you? Yes, I am. <laughs> but, Dwayne,
3: are, can, we, can we persuade you to change your vote at all?
2: <laughs> um, I might vote for that cat. I, I, depending on the the thing tomorrow, the debate tomorrow, I may vote for that cat who's actually been mayor for how oh, many times? So that might be my.
1: Yeah, there is a moment. cat on the ticket. I posted about him yesterday. What the heck was his name? Lumper Butt or something? Here he Lumberbutt. is. Lumper Butt. <laughs> Butt McCubbins is running for president. He's yes. on the and ticket along Lumberbutt with at this, at this
3: point, he probably could do just as well as the other two. So. Yep.
1: I couldn't agree more. (laughs) (laughs) They did it in the Simpsons.
0: Um I just yeah, I I definitely empathize with everybody's thought that your voice doesn't match your physique, but my brother in law has the same problem. He looks big and scary, but he's a giant teddy bear, so that's how it is. (laughs) Um so is there something we should be maybe watching for that you're working on or hoping to work on or there's rumor oh, you're you. working on something. Yeah, cool. where can everybody
1: find you, and what do you got coming up, Jasper?
3: Well, thank you guys. Um, we well, can go to my website, JasperCole.com. Everything is there. There's links to um, the radio show, One on One with Jasper Cole, which is on iTunes and iHeart and Spreaker. And you when do they those-
1: come out? Does that come out with any regularity? Because I was having a hard time like finding it on a weekly or a biweekly basis. Well, we we
3: were we, we we're normally Wednesdays on uh, every Wednesday on ubnradio.com. However, we're we're on hiatus because we're moving to a different venue, which we will, there will be an announcement soon with some really great people. But every all the pod, all the archive shows are on iTunes and iHeart. And um, actually, tomorrow I'm starting to work on a new ABC television series, which of course they shoot you in the head if you say anything um, before you finish it. But that's, that's tomorrow in L.A. And um, I've got like three or four films coming out, some a good, uh, really good indies where they actually paid me. <laughs> so nice. um, a couple, two horror films uh, coming out. So a lot of stuff in the can that, that's on its way coming soon and a couple of commercials. And commercials are like my bread and butter. But, um, but yeah, so I'm you know, just out there doing my thing.
1: Fair enough. Jasper, I want to thank you so much for calling in today. You were a delight and I want to definitely have you on the political show so we can mix it up about politics. I love what you're doing on on one-on-one.
3: Well, thank you guys so much for having me. I appreciate it. and love your shows.
1: Keep up the good work. Yes, sir. All righty, guys. Thank you for listening to Kettle Fish. Who do we have coming next Sunday, Miss D?
0: Well, next Sunday. Well, you forgot about Wednesday. Oh,
1: yeah, Wednesday, yeah, yeah. You can. I thought we were only doing Kettlefish, but yeah, throw Wednesday in well, there as well. yeah,
0: because Wednesday's going to be really cool. We've got Goblin, and I'm kind of interested to see um, – I, I haven't looked them up yet. I want to see how many movies they've had music in. Uh, but next Sunday, we've got actress Nicole Dersawa, and like I said, I'm probably butchering her name, but I will try to learn before next Sunday. And, yeah, we've got a bunch of cool stuff coming up, Halloween and – Lots of fun, and tonight we are actually going to go see um, Chris Moen. He is going to be live at Press Pub, and that'll be yes,
1: fun. Fern. We're having dinner with him tonight, yeah. So we got to get ready to get out of here.
0: Yep, excellent. Uh, is
1: Fern still here? Okay, yep. cool. Elaine, oh, thanks for sticking around today, guys. Thank thanks you for doing in. for having me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right, hit the music, Dee. Let's go get a fish sandwich. <laughs> <I am laughs>